What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. Tommy Bonds is on vacation this week, but you got Jones and Sully here to go through a bunch of stuff in the NFL, NBA, and the MLB. But let's hop right over to the NFL to start it out. Uh, shocking news a little bit out of the out of the New England yesterday with uh, Cam Newton being released by the Patriots, uh, making Mac Jones the QB1 in New England. First time rookie starter week one for Bill Belichick. Big vote of confidence in Mac, and uh, Cam is now without a job. Um, Belichick said it didn't have to do with uh, vaccination, but Cam was unvaccinated, and and um, we've heard that there are reports that that may have played a, a part, but Belichick also kind of said different. Um, you know, what what do we th- how do we feel about Cam? Uh, do do we think it had anything to do with it? Is it purely play um you know it's not like cam was great last year um but you know starting a unproven rookie is also huge for a team that expects to be back in the playoff picture this year at least in its own locker room yeah i don't think the vaccination status in this situation had much to do with it um gonna pull up the quote real quick that he used um he said, your implication that the vaccine vaccination solves every problem has not been substantiated. The number of players and coaches and staff members who have been infected with COVID after being vaccinated is a pretty high number. I wouldn't lose sight of that. So there's probably some truth to that. Probably, um, you know, you could have rebuttals that as well. But that's what he said. Um, I don't think it played much of a part. That could just be him trying to justify it. But. Um, I think just Mac is the better pocket passer. Um, he's much more accurate. Um, one of the most accurate college quarterbacks ever uh, for, at Alabama. Um, you know, so I really think it, it was it was more Mac being good and and Cam being, you know, uh, what what it, what could come from Cam? Um, he's not, you know, you're going to have to change your whole offense around him. Cam, you have the read option around the goal line. You know, now Damian Harris becomes much more of a red zone threat. Um, you know, it really, you know, the receivers are now going to have better passes in better spots. Uh, it's really just a way to, I mean, what have they been running with? They've always had Jimmy G, Tom Brady. They've always had like more, you know, more not as not as mobile quarterbacks that are, you know, drop back pocket passers. Um, so Cam really never really fit them as well. I never really thought it was going to work. Uh, you know, he played well before his injury last year, but still, um, he, it doesn't really, there's no cohesion with him and the receivers that would benefit them in the future. So might as well be competitive this year, build for the future and, uh, win eight, nine, 10 games in the process. Um, yeah, especially their receiving core is kind of, kind of young. I mean, I know they went out and got Aguilar this year, but he's not, he's not ancient. Um, but then you have, you know, Nikhil Harry, um, and some younger guys. So, and how old is, uh, Jacoby Myers? I mean, he's no young in either, but he's not old, you know? Um, I would say he's in, I would say he's in his third year if I had to guess. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. So the timeline fits better with Mac anyways. Um, and you expect them to upgrade that position at some point, unless those guys turn into guys that we're not, we haven't seen yet. Um, but you expect to upgrade. Well, I think... I think Jacoby's going to break out this year, and Aguilar had a nice year last year. Aguilar did um, have a low key nice year last year, and not a lot of people. It was like nine hundred and it. it was like nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns, something around there. Um, 
Yeah, and then you have two good tight ends. John, who's young. Henry's not the youngest, but he's not old. I, actually, I think they're both 26 now I think about it. I think they're both 26. Henry's not as old as I thought. He's an old um, 26, though. Yeah, yeah, because he's injury prone. But you have two tight ends that are, you know, obviously very sub thirty. Um, so they're gonna, they're, you know, they're gonna be running a lot of uh, twelve personnel. You know, two tight end. Uh, so I think, you know, now now you're gonna give the running backs. You know, you're taking less carries away from the running backs with Cam scrambling and running. You're gonna have better passes. You're gonna have more consistency with you know coming from one quarterback. And now you don't have to worry about a split locker room because Cam. Had a lot of uh, people won over in that locker room with his leadership and uh, being there two years compared to Mac being there two two or three months. So, yeah, you know, maybe it, that it, played into the release rather than he's the backup. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if he's the backup, now you could have a split locker room, and if he's cut, you're shit out of luck. Doesn't matter if you love Cam as much as someone loves Tom Brady, you're 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 you're, you're pretty much shit out of luck. You there. gotta so, ride with Mac. You know, he's your guy now. Yeah. And I think uh, I don't know Mac from a leadership standpoint, but I've heard he has very good intangibles. He's very smart. Um, I've always been a big fan of Mac. Um, some people think he's a statue. I don't think he's quite a, a statue. I think he can move around. I've seen him move around in the pocket and make throws. I think if you can do that, that's all you need. I mean, Brady is he he can evade pressure. He can move in the pocket. Um, I think sometimes the the mobility thing is a little bit oversold in regards of you know. What does mobility mean? A running quarterback? I don't, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers can throw on the run very well. Um, he doesn't look to run that often. Brady doesn't do that though, but Brady can evade pressure well. So can Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think um, I think you know, Rodgers and Mahomes are very similar in their mobility. You know, they they, yeah. they use their mobility in in very similar ways. You know, yeah. they're still pass first quarterbacks, but they can they can make a play both throwing on the run and with their feet going past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And Zach Wilson's kind of like that too. Not that he's nowhere near on their level, but he, if you've seen him in the preseason in his BYU, he throws on different platforms at different angles, uh, very accurately on the run. Um, you know, and then some quarterbacks, some quarterbacks, like I said, just evade the pressure. Well, step up or you know when to step up or, you know, step back in the pocket. And that's very big. That that's even just as important. If you have a quarterback, Maybe like a Jalen Hurts, who's once he's out of the pocket, he's not a threat as a passer. He's a, he's more of a rusher. Um, so I think it's a it's it you know it has a lot to do with pocket awareness as well. And I think Mac is a very smart player, has that. Um, so I don't know if he's as much of a statue, but he's obviously a way different player than Cam, who is we know is is a power runner, but he's an older guy, uh, whatever he is, thirty two or so, an older thirty whatever he is, and uh, you know he's a he's a dual threat at the goal line but um i i think it's probably the right move i feel a little bad for cam i hope cam gets a shot um i hope he gets another shot i don't know if it's carolina because sam has looked good but um who has that much confidence in sam Darnold? Uh, i don't I mean, know even ron rivera said they're passing on cam today so well i mean i think fitzpatrick's definitely better and they got they have a good backup the thing is they have a good backup they have they have a good third stringer too kyle allen's a good third stringer i think i think kyle allen's a decent backup. he's a good third stringer heineke is a very good to great backup and fitzpatrick is what he is he's gonna he's gonna win some games he'll probably lose some games of picks but you know cam isn't as good as fitz i mean cam would be there what he is is he's better quarterback than cam newton right now yeah he is so 
he would be their QB three on their team. You know, he's not better than Heineke. I don't think, you know, um, and Heineke knows the system. And so I think, you know, I, I, I don't know what team would sign him. I think, I think the Panthers would have to consider him. Um, but yeah, you don't probably know. don't want like, to do who's, it. So who's early. really, really not set at quarterback, you know? Everyone who, like, I, I don't know. I can't think of a, I can't think of a team, you know, who's really like not about their quarterback. Um, um, going through the, you know, everyone's always going to throw out Dallas because it's Dallas. Um, but I don't, I don't see the the reason there. They and they just signed well, Will Greer today to be their third stringer. Um. Miami would make sense because if they make a move, that's going to be Watson probably. Um, yeah, that you would, know, I'm, I mean, even like a team like Detroit, uh, they have golf. What about Houston? What about Houston? I don't think Houston's trying to win games this year. But even then, listen, if you think if you think Tyler Heineke is better than Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor is absolutely better than Cam Newton. Well, I don't know if Tyrone is better than him, but he knows the system, and he's he's not he's not stepping in and being that's fair. The but I mean, the, right they, now, and, and he's I'm and taking more, more, I'm taking Tyrod Taylor really over Cam backup. Newton right now. I don't think I would. I would. I, Tyrod Taylor, I liked him at, at some point. I've, I've recently, I've, I've I've studied him a lot more recently. In the last last couple of years, he's really fallen off. Um, a lot of injuries, bad breaks, not. Uh, you know, I think he was somewhat of, he was effective on the Bills. I think he's pretty washed at this point. Um, he doesn't he's not the runner who quite was. Uh, I mean, it's probably close, but um, you know, I mean, Cam's a more dynamic runner than Tyrod for sure, so he gives you a different element. But yeah, the the you know the upside with those skill position players really isn't there. Um, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones, but you obviously got to give him the whole year and. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's what, nothing. What, what like what does Cam do for you? He doesn't do anything for you. The whole point of this he, year that's is the thing to... is he doesn't he doesn't yeah he, even for most of these teams he doesn't do anything because it's not even like he's a good accurate veteran like he's not not a typical quarterback. Yeah, he's not Fitzpatrick. Is what that's he's why not, Fitzpatrick he's not even is... Josh, he's not Josh McCown even he's not Josh McCown who's like you know been in every system knows you know you know can can really it's like teach Taysom him Hill with more more experience and accolades. I just don't. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't see. I don't, I don't know what. I'm looking at all a list of all 32 teams. I don't see a, a single. Detroit team. would be. If he was in Detroit, Detroit would be a disaster. Exactly, and they it would have, be a disaster. Is he, is he worse than Goff? Is he better than Goff? Like maybe you could uh, have that I conversation. Think I think Goff's better. I think there's a little too much Goff slander. I agree. I'll be honest. I agree. I think it's a little. Also, I think Goff's definitely. Goff's contract is so better. big, you can't not pay him. You can't not play him. Sorry, you're paying him so much, you can't not pay, play him. Goff's had a lot of effective, good, more than effective years. I mean, he made a Super Bowl. Uh, I know that some of that is definitely the skill position players and McVeigh, and I understand that. But this man still made a. I mean, and Cam did too, in fairness. But that was what much much longer time ago, and also. Um, you know, and that that pre, Rams offense was unreal. I mean, they ran into the Patriots defense, which was great that year. But I mean, up to that point, that Rams offense was yeah. like one of the best we'd ever seen, like ever. I mean, there was in a point NFL where we history were talking if if he's like a top, yeah, and he was the he was the you know the head honcho in there. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, it was Gurley's. I mean, like, there was the a year point Gurley where he was, was a top, unreal. It was a conversation if he's a top 10, 12, 13 quarterback. That was a real conversation. Um, you know, I think everyone thinks he's going to do terrible in Detroit, but I, I, I mean, I mean I he's know. throwing you, to you, D3 def- receivers. You say their receiving core is the worst in the league, and it's not close. The receiving core, well, is it the worst? They have Hawkinson, who's the monster. That's okay, really yeah, all but, they have. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to include all pass catchers, but I mean, just wide receivers. There's no one. There's no other team that's no, close. No, they just they just cut they just cut Paraman. I think they're pretty much starting. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, who is is is. Is a decent receiver in his he's own right. His he's moments. not a one. He's had his moments. And then, and then you have Amon St. Ra, who's a talented young rookie who's obviously proven nothing to this point. And then Quintez Cephas is the third. So, yeah, yeah it's really with, not. Who was mediocre receiver at Wisconsin who throws the ball five times a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not uh, – It's yeah, it's probably got to be the worst receiving core. Yeah, I can't think of – I think can't think of anyone worse. Uh, the Jets obviously have a very much improved receiving core, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. But but yeah, with those limited options and and, and Cam joining and not being a, not being a good passer, uh, it's just it has recipe. It is a disaster written all over it. Um, I wonder if Gruden will take a shot on him. I wouldn't hate that because they're not, you know, uh, Derek Carr being traded has always been it's always been going around. Um, but He's they had have Mariota bad there. Injuries. Mariota's a solid backup. He's younger. He's still there. Yeah. He took a discount Mar- this year, too. Mariota's a better... Mariota's a, if Mariota took a discount to stay there, it just shows that he thinks they're not sold on Derek Carr long-term. I think he, he had comments about it. He he said, like, he, he thinks that it was... Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, like, I think this is a place where I could show I can be a starter for another team type of thing. Like, yeah, I, I want to stay here to, like, continue to prove my worth for someone else. Like, I know this isn't my official, my last landing spot, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty funny how these quarterbacks go um, with these highly touted guys, uh, and then they kind of fizzle out or they don't really produce. You know, first year or two, we know, are they good? Are they really good? Are they terrible? Uh, like the You Mitches, really do know the- quicker than you think. You know, I know. Like you have the Mitches, the Blake Bortles, these guys who are mid end, mid mid end guys at some point in their career. Like they've had at least one really good season. Both, yeah, uh, both of and Mitch then, Mortal, uh, Blake, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, and Blake Bortles. They had very similar career arcs because they were yeah. great in their second year. Yeah, and, and then you think the everyone year, was like, "Okay, taking... we found our franchise guy," and then the next year, downfall. It was the worst and it, year, and it worst just year got, by and far. it just went worse and worse yeah. and worse. Yeah, that's it's it's weird. Really good second years, third year, uh, it's just take that step forward and they could take three steps back. Um, and these guys, it's like they don't really they like they just vanish. They don't really like Mariota's like I don't want to say a six. I'd say the one of the only success stories is Tannehill, where yeah. he lost his job and then he Mariota gets hurt and then he steps in and he plays fantastic. But other than that, these guys Bortles, I mean Mitch's. I mean, Bortles is content just collecting a check, ripping Sigs, third-string back quarterback. He doesn't care. Um, yeah, he's living you know, life. He loves it. And, and Bortles is, is a great. He's a great second-string quarterback. You know, like I mean, he's, uh, he's got to be. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, he, he he competed. He competed. You know, he he almost made a Super Bowl again. He 
He uh, he made some big throws at times. Yeah, I'm know? just saying he's he, you got to be happy with him. Like he's clearly a good locker room guy. He's, he's a guy that people like having around. Um, he seems positive enough, you know, well liked, and he's he's shown he can be successful in this league at times. Yeah, he's shown. I mean, Mitch is too. Mitch is a great backup quarterback. I mean, you know, I mean yeah. these guys these guys that are low end bad starters. I mean, they're great backups. They've been a starter their whole career. I mean, you're looking at the talent from 33. To sixty four, best quarterback. Yeah. So, um, in the world, you know, it's just it's just crazy that like 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 are we ever going to see anything about Mitch Trubisky ever again? Like probably not as a starter. Um, no, I mean he would, like, like it was just weird. He went to he went to a team that had a definitive starter before the contract, but still he was the, the starter for the next decade. And I mean, I guess you could say maybe he gets hurt because he runs a lot, but he's so big, like. I just don't understand it. Like, I'd want to go somewhere where there's not an entrenched starter. Like, I like like Oakland, where you have, like, with Mariota, like, where Derek Carr is, like, a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and he's no kid, and, you know, it, his time's going to be up eventually in Oakland, probably. Minnesota, and too. He, Minnesota's like Minnesota, that. Minnesota. Another one. Like, Kirk's been very good. I mean, they drafted very, Kellen Mond, but still. Yeah. Kirk's been very good. Uh, he hasn't been great in big games in his career, but he's a very good quarterback statistically. Um, but he's getting older, 33. Like, you know, where's the point where we, where we say we can't win with Kirk and we got to go young? Pittsburgh, uh, can't too. Get over the Pittsburgh's hump. another one. I'm, I'm sorry. But and like... and that's, probably, that's probably the best one, honestly, because yeah, I, think, I think Haskins, honestly, is in a really good spot. Um, I think Haskins is in a really good spot to learn from Big Ben. Uh, for me with Haskins, I don't think his career is over because he set himself up. Mason, uh, who do I want as my future starter? Like, potential-wise, Haskins or Rudolph? It certainly isn't Mason Rudolph. Yeah, no, uh, me neither. Mason, That's what I'm saying. We, we've seen like, Mason Rudolph. We, we know yeah, what like, we have in him. Haskins was talented. Like, Haskins, it was a maturity issue, never a talent issue for me. Um, we know he can fling it. And I'm not saying he's going to be successful, but he had he had like 10 games he started in his career like we haven't seen enough of him to know this guy can't play on a really probably, bad team he probably can't play but like I, I don't know for sure he's it's not Mitch it's not Bortles it's not these other guys that have had 30 40 starts 45 starts three seasons worth where we say hey I know you can't play like Haskins is he's probably started 10 to 12 games in his career yeah um probably in, in that range so he hasn't even played a full year of ball um, and it sounds like he's grown up. He's playing better in preseason. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he's learned from some of his mistakes from what I hear. Um, so he's in the position to be a potential heir to being Ben Roethlisberger. Doesn't mean he's going to do it, but you know, he has, he, he, he has the chance. Cause it's not like the Steelers are going to be terrible this year. They're going to win at least seven, eight games minimum. You know, they're not winning less than seven games. They're not going to have a top pick. They're going to be in the seven to 10 win range probably. Um, and if you had to make an argument, it'd probably be higher than that, lower than that, because how def- how good their defense always is, and they had Najee Harris. I don't think they'll be as bad as people think, but you know they're not they're going to be a middle of the pack team. I think they're not going to be a bottom five team, so they're not taking a top quarterback. No, is my point. They're not going to get the chance to take a top quarterback unless someone like Mac falls, and you know you get lucky. But those usually don't happen that often, um, and then you know. I mean, the Steelers always take these second, third round quarterbacks. Whether that always flop, the kid from Josh Tennessee, Dobbs. or I always forget his name, Josh Dobbs, Mason Rudolph. Um, there was there were some other guys too that just just they drafted and they just flat out couldn't play. Um, yeah. 
They just they've always tried they because they can't draft it in the you know the top of the first round. Kind of like the Broncos, only the Steelers have had uh, Big Ben. Yeah, exactly. They've had a savior. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting interesting week in the NFL for sure with all the cuts happen. But I mean next week we we got big NFL betting episodes. So and then the you know next next Thursday season starts right. We're here. Yeah. Um, exciting. But uh, let's switch over to the NBA and uh, talk about Ben Simmons a little bit. Uh, news came out this week that he. Uh, is not returning the Sixers phone calls. He wants nothing to do with them, blah, blah, blah. You know, basically it's done. It's a matter of when, not if Ben Simmons will get traded. Um, And another report came out saying he wanted to go to one of the three California teams, assuming that means the Lakers, Clippers, or Warriors. Um, Really only the Warriors have the means to make a trade like that for someone like Ben Simmons. Um, And that'll still be if the... If the Sixers like their package the best, uh, they may not. But um, at the end of the day, Ben Simmons has absolutely zero leverage. He's got four years left in his deal. Um, he really can't do any. This isn't a situation where he can say, "I'm I'm not going to report to you," or "I'm only going to I'm only not going to resign with you." You know, you make a deal for Ben Simmons and you're guaranteed four years. That's enough to make that deal, whether he likes it there or not. You know. And on top of that, he's he, the last be there. we saw of him, he was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And on top was, of all that, he he's, not, he's played the worst basketball of his career the last, you it, know, it, two months. And it's not that he's not capable, and it's not that he's not going to be a really good player again, and it's not that um, I don't think he's going to have really good games and, and, and regular seasons. I think he will. But, I mean, the fact that he, he, he like, can't attempt a jump shot. Like, Giannis, I'll give him credit for he shoots too many threes, but, like, he keeps going like the mid range. He keeps going like, I mean, Giannis's mid range in the in the in the playoffs was really good. In the finals, it was great. I mean, he just kept working, and he's a worker, and we know that from him. And Ben Simmons, I've never heard one thing about his work ethic. I've never heard one good thing about him trying to pick up a basketball and learn it. I mean, I heard he may choose to switch his other hand at 23 years old, 22 years, whatever how old he is. Uh, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, but I mean, we, I've never heard of him being a hard worker. So because he's not, you know, we we you assume all of these things about Ben Simmons based on what you see from him and what you hear. He was and compared they're just to all LeBron. True. He was he was compared to LeBron. Yeah, I'm saying now, like, a, like you hear about yeah. him being a, a bad teammate or uh, having yeah. a poor work ethic and stuff like that, yeah. and it's just it's fucking true, you know. He and, was he was he was really. I mean. You know, maybe not as muscular as LeBron was, and probably LeBron works a lot harder for sure to get his physique as well. But um, that is probably physically gifted, not as works hard. But, you know, both have the similar height and passing ability and are extremely athletic for their size and position and uh, and are really good, you know, defenders. There's a lot of similarities there. I mean, he was almost a can't-miss prospect. He was yeah, almost he, like he a really can't-miss guy. He was, he was like that. The I saw, I saw like, a stat the other day or yesterday or something that, that Brooke Lopez had 18 made threes like before the age of 27, and now he's got 600-something since then, since the age of 27. So it's like yeah, he changed his game. If to fucking Brooke modern. Lopez can do it, you can do it too, Ben Simmons. Like there's no, there's no excuse that Ben Simmons no cannot become a competent excuse. shooter. There's no hand size excuses. No, I'm so tall. So, and that's, I mean, Kawhi makes free throws like it's his job. Because I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not even I'm not hitting 
you know, 30% of threes. The dude's not taking 10-foot jumpers, you know? Yeah, like, he's not He's not shooting 8-foot shots. Like, he's, he, he's not uh, – he's really – the audacity of this guy, I just I, – I can't stand him. I, I really can't stand him. And, and it's just so much wasted potential. Yeah, it doesn't. I would. I would not trade for him. I would not trade for him. I wouldn't. It would either. have to be. I wouldn't either. I mean, because uh, I feel like we've seen the best of him at this point. You know, you're tr- even. You, is, you have to hope he doesn't that, have the intangibles I want. Exactly. You, have, you have to hope like, that he gets to what we've seen so far, and that's not. That's no guarantee. If he was a, someone that worked his butt off, and you know was always doing the right thing, and you know he really just wasn't catching breaks and and stuff like that, then all right, you know. You you can you can live with that and 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 at least he's trying. But my man's isn't trying. He's not even. It's like he doesn't even care. So um, you know what I'm also kind of getting sick of. I've seen it a lot. I've always seen LeBron. Um, I've always seen it talked about with LeBron. Uh, but it, it's I've seen it applied to a lot more people lately. Where they talk about they've never gotten in any trouble off the court. Why the fuck is getting in legal trouble off the court the fucking st- bar for being a good person or being a good a hard worker or a good teammate or something? Why do you have to get arrested to be a bad teammate, you know? You can just be yeah. a shitty person and not do anything illegal. You can be a not hard worker and not care about the game and not care about your team and also not commit crimes. Like those two things don't go hand in hand, and they always yeah, use no, it I as mean, like, oh, well, he's you know never been yeah. in trouble. It's like, congratulations, ninety nine point nine percent of the population has never been in trouble. What do you want, a fucking cookie? Like, yeah. So yeah, what? I mean, it's it's definitely it's not a negative. It's definitely like it's definitely like a good starting point. Obviously, like, yeah, yeah. he hasn't been in trouble. Yeah, but great. it's like yeah. you see you see things with the Sean Watson now. Like, he never got in trouble. We didn't think this would come from him. Well, it's like, all right, well, yeah, he's never been arrested. He's never sexually assaulted a woman that we know of. And yeah. now we have all these claims. Yeah, you were and also like, wrong because well, we didn't know about it, you know? It's been happening for yeah, years. We yeah, we didn't We didn't know. We don't know these guys on a day-to-day basis. We just see if they get in trouble or not, really. Um, yeah. yeah, at least with LeBron, would... like, you have 18 years of, of data, you know? <clears throat> ben Simmons, yeah, like with, five. With LeBron, it's like, like... You know, the thing with LeBron is like, yeah, he's been around so long. He's never really had a hiccup in regards of making a huge, uh, huge actual error. That's PR, PR nightmares he's definitely had. But in regards of a yeah. actual yeah, catastrophic I mean, mistake. You can't be and, as big as LeBron and not have PR nightmares. It doesn't, it's impossible. You know? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't do himself favors, but he is at least, um, like you could say he's a good role model in that regard. Like he's a good role model in that he's he's a family man. He's there, you know, he's he's there he's a father to his I'm assuming he's a good father by, yeah, by all accounts, know. a fantastic father. Yeah. You know? Fantastic you know? family man. So by he all should accounts. get and he should get well, credit for those things. A couple and of I would be sh- counts of you know, I would infidelity, be shocked if he got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I'd be infidelity is not illegal. Trouble. So that, that doesn't apply here. Um no. but yeah, I mean I mean and it's not like you can't you know, look, talk about infidelity. Look at Kobe, you, one of the worst PR nightmares in league history. You know, ever for a sports star, and he he recovered he, pretty well. He recovered as good as you can recover. You know, yeah, I, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's it's not like I don't I don't know, but I agree with you. Like, there's just 
the intangibles just aren't there. You know, every no. a, from ever no one's ever been like Ben Simmons is the hardest worker I've ever worked with. No shooting coach has been like, oh, he's in the gym every minute. Like, cause he's, he's not the greatest guy. Yeah, yeah he's no one's teammate. ever said that about yeah. Ben Simmons. That's where remember. I mean, if we take ourselves back two to three years, it was always like the question always remained: Can Embiid and Simmons work together? And it was like. Who is the issue? And I think I think people had different opinions at different times. Most people probably did. Oh, it's Embiid. It's Embiid can't stay healthy. It's Simmons. He doesn't have a rim shot. Like it obviously is never more clear that it's Simmons. And it's like Embiid should get credit for even putting through this crap. And like, yeah, I mean, how how has Embiid become to the point where he is like Embiid shooting threes? Embiid gets shit for shooting threes. Embiid was get so much shoot for shooting threes sometimes. As much as Simmons gets for not shooting them. It's At least like, he's taking them. I mean, what is if I had to guess, what does Embiid shoot from three? Like 31%? I'd say 33 or 34. Yeah. Okay. But but he's not he's not terrible. He's above 30. It's um, a threat, though. It's something you, you have to get out there and give uh, put a hand in his face. Yeah, he's he's probably, especially being a big. Um, That's what he's I'm saying. Definitely, but when your like, point guard's 6'10", it's also, you know. Oh, wow. He's. He's thirty-two point nine from his career, so I was pretty right. But last year, okay. I was I was pretty. But last year, thirty-seven point seven. That's very good. That's I mean, that's just a flat-out good three-point shooter. Yeah, that's a good three-point shooter uh, in general for a big. That's a very good three-point shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, not every year, but he's been thirty percent or higher every single year. Also, so he's never terrible. Um, you know, and, and you know, I don't like when my big shoot five or six threes a game i don't like when Giannis is shooting three or four if you make your first okay you know take another you know it's like that hot shooter it's like you know jr smith when he's hot you know you just let him throw up heat checks okay i i, I get it but um but yeah taking one here and there and keeping the defense honest there's nothing wrong with that um but but Embiid, it's like if you're Embiid, Embiid must have put up with a lot of shit here uh, i'm glad he got a big contract i'm glad you know, he's hopefully going to get a fresh start with some talented players. I heard the Kings, uh, there's potential interest of a healed and Halliburton trade. And, I mean, uh, the Sixers are getting better by that trade. Um, yeah. I mean, th- that's the Hallib- thing. That Philly can't run it back. Like, whether – even Ben Simmons playing great, the, the Sixers aren't the best team in the – they're at best, they're the third best team in the East and probably the fifth or sixth best team in the NBA. At best. Yeah. They could yeah. be the eighth or ninth best team in the NBA, you know. Yeah. Which would you'd have Phil half of Philly dying of heart attacks if you told them that. You well, know? Simmons isn't reporting. See, he's not reporting anyway. So this, it's got to come to an end. It's long overdue. Long overdue. I feel like I feel like this is like the Watson thing, where it just it just like it just keeps. It keeps it, going it just and going keeps, and going. Yeah, yeah, I'm just so tired of it. I'm Watson like, just, ain't gonna end anytime soon. I mean, he's in camp. He no, made the roster. Not. Like he's gonna no, be on a I, team week one on the sidelines. Yeah, they're gonna make him inactive every game. Yeah, I wonder if he actually how, will come how, to games. How is he not on the commissioner's exempt list? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not saying he's innocent. There's probably a lot of things we don't know. There's probably, like many things, is probably a gray area. But. Yeah. Um, this but I mean, probably... just comparing it to past experience, like Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, they, like, there wasn't is, even a, he... a criminal investigation at that point, and it... he got suspended. But yeah, Watson is being investigated is... by everyone. Yeah, all you need to know is that you know that I mean that's just you know NFL's hypocrisy at its finest. But 
All you need to know is there are serious charges with some merit. Yeah. You know, there are serious charges with 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 merit and he, he can't be 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 playing at all. And it's, it's really you, pathetic. Can you, you can is there a limit on uh, like if you go on the commissioner's exemplist, do you have to be on it for a certain amount of time or can you can the commissioner just say you're on and off every week if he wanted to, you know? Well, well, with Trevor Bauer, I know, I know it's not, I don't know if it's the same exact thing, but he's on, um, Bowers just keeps getting extended every week in baseball. So I'm assuming you could do the same thing. Yeah. I guess if it's the commissioner's list, like he fucking runs the league, like why not? You know, like he's the commissioner. Yeah. Like, like who are you going to argue? Like, yeah. Like with Bauer, I remember like I held him in fantasy for like the first two or three weeks and it got extended once or twice. And I'm like, I don't even like want this guy. Like, I'm I'm just so sick of this. I'm like, he's not gonna play. There's no chance he's gonna play. And I dropped him. And then every week, I see like still 70 percent of people hold Trevor Bauer, and it just he keeps getting extended, extended, extended. It's gonna be extended all year. Yeah, I mean, um, he's definitely not playing this year. He might. We don't know what'll happen, but I would be stunned if he plays this year again. Yeah, he's not playing in this year. I he'll probably play again, to be honest. But it's not gonna be with the Dodgers. He'll never play again with the Dodgers. Um, they kind of took a strong stance on that and unfollowed them off everything, said F yeah. you really, uh, which was probably the right move for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think we all believe Watson's going to play again, whether it's yeah, right or wrong. I don't think Watson will, I mean, but who knows, you know, it, there's a criminal and that's investigation. Where I, think Bauer, I think Bauer's going to play again too, unfortunately, because it, it's really like a talent wins out thing. Like you have guys like, Joe Mixon and Kareem Hunt in the league. These guys, I'm not saying they're terrible human beings for one or two incidences, uh, but they have really bad things they've done in their life. And if they weren't the most talented players in the world, if they were fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, they would not be in the league. It yeah. just, it's just, it's, it's, is your talent worth the headache, really? Um, and yeah. it was kind of always that way with someone like Antonio Brown. Like, is he good enough right now where, like, like Antonio Brown's still in the league, like he was such a headache where it wasn't even worth it. Now, now he's not really much of a headache under Brady, and and now his talent's worth it. But um, unfortunately, those two guys probably will play again if you ask me, because uh, yeah, they're just so talented. So. They're, they're the best at what they do, really. I don't think. Yeah, I think it'll they'll be it'll be some time before they play again. But I I think they'll both definitely play again. Um, but then yeah. you, you don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know what's happening from a legal standpoint on um, either of them. You know, obviously, Bowers, uh, I know, is um, actual criminal investigation, criminal charges. I know Watson is a criminal investigation, but I don't know if there's been criminal charges laid on him. Obviously, there's been civil cases, but, you know, that's mm. monetary. So he's not going to jail if even if he loses those civil trials, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, but then, but then you have the whole NFL's policy and, you know, the NFL's decision on when they'll suspend him or something, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole, a whole thing. Um, but, um, we did touch on baseball. So let's touch a little bit on the, on the Mets, uh, Mets GM DUI on, uh, what was it? Yes. Sunday. He got a DUI. It came out today. Um, Coming from, he, he left a charity. Well, it wasn't Sunday. It was a while ago. Oh, I thought right. it was on Sunday, and it just got reported today. I thought it happened a while ago. Um, I, I have the I have the the tweet. Um, um, New York. 
I could be wrong, but I thought I thought it was like kind of recently. Yeah, Tuesday morning. Okay, so it was even. It was last night. Oh wow! I was wrong. It was even sooner. Wow. Um. Yeah. So no, so, no, in Connecticut on Monday night. Monday night, I see. Okay, see. so the event was Monday night, but he was found. He was arrested. He was found four seventeen a.m. on Tuesday. So the event that he was at at Steve Cohen's house was ended apparently at 9 p.m. on Monday night, the charity event. And then he was found drunk in his car at 4.17, you know, eight hours later, past midnight. So by then it was Tuesday. So that's why it's Tuesday at 4.17 a.m. he was found. So that, I mean, it's a tough spot to be uh, getting a DUI coming from a charity event to your boss's house. Um, Clearly he went somewhere else in White Plains after, because, I mean, Cohen lives in Connecticut, not that, you know, the parts, I'm assuming, given by his wealth status, Cohen probably lives in Greenwich or Darien or some, one of those towns, you know, right on the border of New York, which is probably only about a half hour from White Plains, Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe this guy lives in White Plains, I don't know, it's a popular place for athlete, New York athletes to live, Um, so, but yeah, the eight hour he clearly went somewhere else and drank after this event um who knows if he was drinking at the event but i wonder if any players were with him because a bunch of players were at the event i wonder if any players went out with him or drinking with him or what um but certainly not a good look for the mets i mean luckily it i would hope not but um it's the mets i'm probably gonna assume yes yeah yeah fair enough but i mean luckily i guess for you guys for mets fans he's uh uh somewhat of an interim gm i guess um given the Jared Porter situation at the beginning of the year. Uh, So that's uh, two tough looks for the Mets GMs back-to-back. But What was the last one? Jared Porter. He's got caught sending all inappropriate pictures and sexual harassment of the reporters. Um, That whole terrible fiasco. How long was he? He was the GM for not long at all. Uh, Yeah, I think like like a month. It was like... I mean, just the turnover rate right now. We're like the Cleveland Browns right now, um, and it's not even like we're we're like not getting. It's not because of poor performance, just because these guys are just fucking scumbags. Like, uh, I mean, Porter. Then you fill him. I'll be honest. I look at Porter. He looks like a sleazy guy. Then they replace him with Zach Scott. I looked at him and I said, "That looks like a sleazy guy too." Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> they don't I, look I, that I, much just, different. Like, you know, they kind of no, look alike. They, Mickey Callaway, Mickey Callaway, Mickey Mouse, Dude, Mickey Mouse. I, he, I, I he, saw, he was, like, to the point, I saw the picture of Zach Scott. I, didn't, I had never seen him. And I was like, wait, is that, isn't that Jared Porter? Like, isn't that the guy they fired in the beginning of the year? Like, yeah. They look very similar. Yeah, I mean, and remember, like, Callaway, like, the thing with the women and stuff with him. Oh, I and, forgot and, about like, that, and too. And that was and, 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 then, the and, then, and then Beltron, after him, Beltron with the cheating scandal. It's been uh, a rough, I, rough year. I mean, honestly, Rojas may may keep his job, and I if that if that guy keeps his job, I will absolutely lose it. They may just say, "Look, he's not a scumbag. We'll just keep him because he's not assaulting women or not doing something." Yeah, like it's the old. So uh, it's the old. He, he's never gotten any any trouble off the court defense. All he has to do but in man. the Mets is not get arrested, and he's a good guy. That's it. It works in it works in the NBA, I guess. So why not the MLB? I mean, when the standard is what they've set, it's pretty tough to argue with it, you know? I mean, obviously, you don't want Rojas there, 
past this year, but you know, they you're right. Like that if he gets it, the only explanation is that oh, he didn't get arrested or he didn't do some scumbag thing. So let's keep him. And he's been so bad this year, man. So I mean the Mets have been really bad lately, but uh, I remember watching the game with Walker pitching a one hitter. Um Gives up, uh, no, give, no, VR makes an error at third. Very, pretty easy play. Bloop single, takes him out after 74 pitches, brings in Loop, who's been fantastic in his own right. 74 pitches, takes him out in the sixth or seventh inning. Loop gives up a uh, bases clearing double to um, the best player on whoever the other, other team was. Who were we playing? It was, it was like, it was like Juan Soto, I believe it was Juan Soto. And uh, and then Walker, when he the guy was going on, was coming at him. He was, well, Rojas was coming towards him. He was freaking out, like cursing. And then, like after he gave up those runs, he absolutely lost. And I love, I, I people say like you don't show up the manager when you do stupid shit. Like I'll show you up. But I don't care when Garrett Cole's yelling at Boone to get a, get the fuck off his mound. I don't mind it. Like you got to assert yourself. You got to be an alpha. You got to do. You're a competitor. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you like, got to pick your spots, though. You know. When, oh yeah, you got to pick your spots. When when he did that, that was the right place to do that. When, Cole, I mean. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, it's a it's a it's a rough one for the Mets, but they they are winners of three straight, I believe. Now. We are winners of three straight. Um, swept the doubleheader in the Marlins. Um, seasons. I mean, God, I would think over i don't know what the braves did last uh last night so they win or lose they lost so the mets are five and a half out of the nl east and they are um they got to be a bunch out of the wild card it's something similar it's five out of the wild card oh oh wow okay but they have a bunch of teams out of the wild card yeah, yeah um so you know it's it's still enough to give you a false hope i'm not really um Right now it says, I mean, whatever on ESPN says six and a half percent, probably fair. Um, but you know, we're two games below 500. We were so bad for so long, uh, without Lindor, Baez, without the players, uh, anyone offensively producing other than Pete and the Grom's back throwing and then Syndergaard had COVID and we've had a plethora of injuries. Just, we've had 33, four people on the on the on the IL, but it, it's also the guys just haven't produced the Confortos, the McNeils, the Dom Smiths, the McCanns. Uh, none of them have have produced, and it's just it's really it's just pathetic. It's tough. Yeah, they it, they came in with a lot of hope, you know, and it was legitimized. Um, I thought they had a legitimate. You guys had a legitimate reason to to think you could win the division. Um, or at least yeah, we, we led the we led the division for ninety plus days consecutively, ninety days consecutively. Like that's I know it's not a I know it's not a good division, um, but that's still that's still not you know it's not an accident that you're yeah. leading the division that many that many days. Um, another another disappointing end to, for the Mets. I mean they're not totally out of it, but yeah, I mean it seems like seems like it's 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 that. One, say the only another, chance one of those to, if we get. If we can run another three or four in a row or win three out of four, uh, I'll start believing again. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, I think that's going to do it for us this week. A little bit of a short episode before the holiday weekend. Everyone out there, uh, 
stay safe. Enjoy your holiday weekend, your Labor Day weekend, last summer holiday. Um, and uh, be sure to check us out on all the socials, Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports. And we will be back next week.